Hey everybody, welcome to the Harmonics Podcast. Uh, Annette here, joined by the wonderful members of the Amplitude team, or at least a, a section of them. We've got Ryan, our creative lead on the project, and our esteemed audio guys, Pete and Jeff. Hello. 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 Yes, Hello. so, you know, it's been a while since we've been on the podcast with very explicit Amplitude content, so we are going to kick stuff off, uh, filling you guys in as to what we've been up to. Um, first thing is that we got recently invited to an event called the PlayStation Experience that will be in Vegas in December, um, and Amplitude will actually be there. So, outside of a quick little secret backer party we had at PAX, this is actually our first uh, kind of like hands-on with the public of the game since then uh, in Vegas. So that's actually pretty exciting for us. Um, you know, the team's been working hard on making a really cool demo for you know for people to have a really good experience with. So um, yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about some of the content that might be in that and what people will, will expect. Sure. Um, well, we are going to PSX, the PlayStation Experience, um, with... A playable version of the game, definitely not, I wouldn't call this, you know, demo quality uh, per se, because we're still, you know, right in the middle of development, but we thought it was in a good spot for people to check it out and get their hands on it. So um, it's going to be one region of uh, in the game, which is like what we're calling levels, and um, it'll have probably four songs to play, all of which were written in-house uh, by these two dudes, and... Um, uh, we are shooting for a solo for sure, you know, so people can walk up and play the game and have fun. Um, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping to have multiplayer, um, which would allow two to four player, which currently is, is working, but we're not really focusing development on it uh, quite yet. It just happens to be the case that it works magically. Um, and as long as it continues to do so, we'll show up with, with multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll probably do lots of uh, lots of disclaimers as people walk up telling them what's <laughs> not polished and what's not final and all those other things. Yeah. But. And the nice thing, most people generally have an expectation that things will, will might be a little broken and not complete because the game isn't done and, you know, we're a ways from release. But, uh, you know, it'll be playable enough, which is all I can really say about that. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, it's it's totally fun already. It's way more advanced than what folks got to see at PAX, mm-hmm. that limited group. Um, uh, so... I think people will totally love it. Uh, mm-hmm. We should, I don't know, I kind of want to figure out some way to track people's scores so we can start doing a little old school arcade action like people mm. posting their high score and trying That'd to be beat each fun. other. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah, I'll be there uh, with Nick, our publicist, and Alex Rogopoulos will also be there. What? So he will be the guy to beat at the show until at least I get enough practice and can catch up. But. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you want to come and kick his ass, this is the time. PlayStation Experience. It's December sixth and seventh in Vegas, um, and tickets are on sale on the PlayStation website. So be sure to check that out. Uh, so you come say hi to us and maybe get some free swag if you're there. Hang out, ask questions, see how everything's going. It'll be a good old not drunken time in Vegas, <laughs> at least for me. But you all do what you want. Um, so yeah, other part that was mentioned was music. So you guys are here. And can maybe talk about what you've been working on? Yeah. Um, so we're working on four songs for the demo. Um, we just had a recording session in Ryan's basement, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Ryan has a sweet basement. We have um, pictures. We could probably post pictures somewhere. Yeah. 
Can I add one to the blog? So we recorded live drums and we recorded uh, a choir. Um, and yeah, Jeff, do you want to talk about the setup or? Uh, sure. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of just go to a place and and record as much as you can, planning on using it later. So we did a lot of drum takes. Um, Jeff's a multi-instrumentalist, including drummer, um, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I played a, I played a drummer in that session. Um, we've been doing various recording sessions, just getting loops and stuff with the idea that we're going to have kind of a library of, of breaks and custom drum sounds. Um, for this particular session in Ryan's basement, uh, we actually uh, had a actual composed drum part. Uh, so I played that. So that's for a song that's a little bit towards the prog rock side of things and still has a heavy electronic component. Um, so that I think that'll give a unique feel for this part of the campaign. And then recording the choir was really awesome. Not something I get to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had, uh, I guess, a little bit of detail on that is, um, you know, I live in Providence, and also in Providence uh, is an amazing group of musicians called the Assembly of Light. And um, I don't know, it's like, it varies between 20 and 30 women uh, in town that sing really spooky uh, vocal parts sometimes on their own and uh, they have a really cool performance uh, aspect and then sometimes they sing with uh, this band The Body this sort of like uber heavy ultra scary metal band um, but uh, we reached out to them because Jeff was already uh, making a song called Perfect Brain that had uh, a choral part so I thought maybe we could reach out to um, some real human beings to sing those parts that he was sketching out on uh, on this computer. Um, that was cool because you could put lyrics to it instead of using, you know, the native instruments sample pack <laughs> choir, where you just have a, a mod wheel and it goes e i e a w. So now we can actually have Latin in there, which is awesome, and more playable parts. Yeah, so it was cool. We you know we contacted Chrissy, who runs the choir, and there was no way we could record all the different uh, performers both because my layer was too small for that, but also um, it was just too unwieldy for what we really needed, right? So um, Chrissy grabbed a few people uh, from the group and came over, so um, that was really awesome. Yeah, it's funny that the choir's been kind of like a reoccurring theme in a lot of the songs we've been bringing it back, and I'm not sure if that's just, you know, (laughs) circumstantial or not, but like... um, we actually built, uh, Jeff actually built a uh, kind of like a sample instrument based off that that choir recording. So we can actually pitch the choir up and down the scale, which is pretty neat, and incorporate that more into the other songs that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that actually is going to help. I think, I think Jeff, you mentioned this. Uh, I, I think that's going to help us with the concept album uh sort of vibe that we're going for where you when you hear themes recur over the, over other songs mm-hmm. um, I think that'll really kind of hit home what we're trying to do and maybe for people who weren't expecting it or haven't heard us talk about it or didn't mm-hmm. read about it anywhere when you play song two and then you play song seven you're like oh wait there's some stuff happening here that's kind of the same mm-hmm. or similar 
and you just start listening a little harder and maybe people start cluing into what we're doing there. I think mm. that would be pretty great for people that, that like that kind of thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. You'll hear it reoccur in different ways too. It'll be, you know, affected or um, we'll have, yeah, obviously different effects per song. Mm -hmm. but Or um, even um, doing things like later in the campaign, playing a note that's just a little too high for what one of those yeah. women might actually sing. So it it's on the cusp of being natural and cyber, which I think fits mm -hmm. into the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we can. I don't want to. I don't want to promise anything that I'm not actually <laughs> going to do the work for. Sing it out. But maybe no, I will not be singing it out. I was going to say maybe, maybe there could be studio magic and we can plop in little audio clips right here when people listen or not. Like right around now. <laughs> Perfect. Pretty sweet. Um. Yeah, and that all kind of ties into a greater narrative, which we're not talking too much about, but do you want to maybe tease some of it, some of the stuff you guys have been thinking about? Sure. Um, well, I think we've talked about um, the fact that we have a few vocalists who are assuming the sort of roles of... Um, of some of the characters in our narrative. The, the game is, in fact, uh, if you play the campaign, the songs that you will hear uh, if you play the campaign linearly uh, make up what we're calling a concept album. And this is something that I, I told people on this podcast months ago for the first time. Um, and we've been, you know, we've been wholeheartedly working towards that. Um, and, and the concept album is, of course, backed by a narrative and... Um, we're trying not to be too explicit with the narrative because it's not, I don't know, I, I don't really think that's what people are looking for in Amplitude nor in song lyrics. But instead we are, um, you know, we're writing uh, as if we were making a, a full-on concept album. So we're, we're touching on this narrative, which um, uh, the basics of which are that there's um, a woman who is... Uh, a synesthete. So, you know, the way that she experiences music and visuals uh, is different than everyone else. And a story sort of unfolds around that that woman. Um, and some good things happen and some not so good things happen. Um, and, you know, that's all being uh, exposed through lyrics written by the audio audio guys and uh, and with the help of Allie here at Harmonix. Um, and it's, it's shaping up... Fantasia fame. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's shaping up really well. Um, the songs are great as they have been the whole time, but hearing lyrics and reading the the, the lyrics have been really excellent because, you know, it's it's a, just the right tone where you'll start to pick out that there's something going on there, but mm -hmm. it's not like reading a book and getting every little detail described to you. So it's going good. Yeah, part of me wonders if we should have the lyrics all spelled out in the vinyl we're giving people. Oh, yeah, I think we book. should totally do that. I mean, um, have a cool liner notes yeah. section and, and have all the lyrics uh, written out because we're not trying to hide the lyrics. I think we're just trying to use lyrics to be more poetic about what the story is than, um, than if they were just reading it straight up. Mm -hmm. I've definitely had people ask me for lyrics of songs in the original Amplitude, and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know if <laughs> I can so find cool, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so I don't know. So um, yeah, it's just, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so people are curious. They want to know. Yeah, lyrics rule. Yeah. Um, so, you know, music, obviously, a huge component in this game, because without it, you can't even play anything. So 
Uh, I don't know if you guys maybe want to walk through the process of making a song for Amplitude. Yeah, so we started to experiment with the sound palette a while ago, um, and that, and you know, kind of figuring out what the narrative was going to be led us to this kind of synthetic slash analog slash organic mixture of sounds. So we ended up going to our practice space and doing a ton of field recording, which was mainly like, you know, banging on rails and using mallets and drumsticks and all sorts of, you know, fans and pieces of metal that were lying around that we found. We've also even recorded dry ice, which um, when you place dry ice on metal, it actually vibrates and resonates the metal, uh, depending on the type of metal that you put it on. Almost like a... um, bowed cymbal sound. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but, you know, if you bow a cymbal, you get this really neat uh, metallic crescendo sound, um, which actually has an awesome tail to it, too. So we've been kind of using that in the sound effects uh, as well as the songs. You'll hear a couple songs that we've done. You know, the rhythm percussion is actually coming from these fully sound sources that that we recorded. So we end up recording these Foley sounds and then cut them up and build them into some kind of sequence. And Ryan is making me laugh over here because he's doing a panoramic. He's doing a panorama. <laughs> but the worst part is, is like if you get it's too like... close to someone's face, it like splices it up really weird. <laughs> and so I'm going to probably look like a demon. In the... <laughs> well, you I mean, I'm your... probably like a demon anyway. You but... put your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Maybe we'll post that later. Nice. Oh, that's really good. You're all squished up. Sorry. But anyway, we, we will just, you know, start with an idea and kind of like a melody or a hook or whatever chord progression and kind of like put it through its paces and see if it actually works. And, you know, for me in particular, I start with chord progression and like a bass line and um, then add some drums and see what comes out of it or like get the groove right and then just expand on it from there. Usually for me, I I don't usually think about um, lyrics until the end, but I might have like a vocal melody in my head. Um, but yeah, lyrics are kind of like the last thing. I'm not sure how Jeff does it. <laughs> Jeff starts with <laughs> drums, obviously, <laughs> right? My lyrics are all bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's pretty similar. Um, yeah, I think the the field recordings have helped set a, a tone it's been really helpful in setting a tone for uh, just the production style and the the ambience of these tracks. Like you said, bring sticks into the practice space, and um, there's this warehouse attached to our practice space in Charlestown, Massachusetts, um, and they happen to leave it open Rock for City, a couple USA. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> AKA Rock City, USA. I think that's Alston, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's there's just a lot of you know metal clanking and you know big steel cables and chain link fences. So it has this. Uh, the place just had a really interesting, shimmery reverb for a giant space that's made of metal. You might expect it to be boomy and and maybe not entirely usable, but it had this great shimmer. So you have this kind of metallic sound coming out in a lot of these tracks. Yeah, everything kind of has its own atmosphere, depending on where we recorded it. And in this case, it was like a big aluminum warehouse, and it it just sounded really nice. It wasn't too like um, too bright or anything. It just had a nice tone. And so we started incorporating those into a lot of the songs, and um, <clears throat> it kind of gives j- just using those samples with their own ambience kind of 
puts the song in a place already, um, which has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, I, rem- I was just thinking about this like the other day, actually. So like, early on in the in the Kickstarter process, you guys had put together a Spotify playlist that was sort of like a, a I don't know, in like art and fashion and stuff. It's like a lookbook, but in this particular case, it was just sort of like a sampling of what's been kind of like what the right sound is that you're kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. Like how much of that has inspired what you guys have been working on and what's like stood out the most to you guys? I think it was like a pretty good baseline for us just to kind of start from. And then and then we've kind of taken it into our own thing, I feel like. Um, you know, the, the field recordings we've done are also supplemented with like, you know, electronic synthesizers and mm-hmm. drum machines and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of has a unique feel, somewhat industrial, but I don't want to say that word because I don't like that <laughs> word. <laughs> Too late. Um, <laughs> well, not traditional, r- right? Industrial, yeah. Tradestrial, tradestrial. Yeah, I think we're we're mixing together a bunch of different things. You know, we're trying to look back to the original amplitude uh, and using some of those '90s influences, like you know, breaks. Um, you know, kind of square pushery, you know, intense chopping, but then more modern stuff, uh, you know, where the bass lines might have a bunch of motion to them, like, like all the dubstep that's around. Everything has these, is in constant motion, so there's a lot of that. Like, each sound is, is really heavy, heavily layered. But um, in terms of drum program, programming, I'm also trying to reflect the original amplitude, you know, with playing drum breaks and... Right. It's really like, you know, like what Jeff was just talking about, um, taking some of those kind of square baseline sounds or whatever, but actually adding some motion to them so that we can actually play the motion. So, you know, the, the wiggles, or however you want to call the it, wubs. The wubs and wiggles. wiggles. <laughs> um, the shimmer. You can play some wub wubs. No shimmer. <laughs> I think we found the theme of the podcast. <laughs> um... I you know I just while we were talking I popped open the the amplitude mood which is the Spotify playlist that I made um, back way back when there's like hundreds of followers and I keep seeing people you know on my phone it like pops up when mm-hmm. someone follows it and to this day there's like I don't know one or two a week that are that are popping in and and checking it out and I get comments all the time about the playlist so people are really liking it which is good um, and so if anyone wants to look for that on on Spotify. Yeah, I can that, throw a link in the yeah, thing too. Yeah. yeah, so you can get a sense of what, what these guys have been talking about and the kind of music we've been passing around. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's been a lot of fun to like push it in kind of a darker direction too. Um, you know, a lot of the songs were in Amplitude were pretty upbeat and, um, I don't know, what's the right word? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's use upbeat. And uh, and so we're kind of taking it into a darker space, and um, you know, with, with with a lot of variation, but mainly dark. Yeah, I had I had spoken with all the artists and all the audio guys in the beginning of the beginning of the project, hoping that we could make a, co- a cohesive um, vibe for the game, more so than we did the first time around. Like that was pretty early in our in our careers as as game developers and I love a lot of stuff about it but cohesion is not something that was like pretty abundant in that game. I think visually it all held up together 
um, but it didn't match the audio very well. And then the audio, you know, the sound uh, soundtrack was super varied in a way, more so than frequency was um, even. And um, and it just, you know, I love playing that game more than almost any game, but I, some of the songs do bug me a little bit in the way that they don't, they pull me out of the experience a little bit. You know, like if you play rock band, you can kind of play any rock song and you're still in the experience and mm-hmm. it holds up and they support each other. But in Amplitude, there were some songs, some of which are, that's not like they're not even bad songs. It's just, it didn't feel like you were in cyberspace, you know, which is what the old game was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was hoping for a darker vibe for this one and a more cohesive vibe. And so over the, over the months, we've been developing that, both artists and musicians together. Um, and I think we have a really cool thing going on. The art is just starting to get polished to a level where that comes across a little bit. Um, and uh, and so that they can play off of each other. Hopefully even by PSX we'll be able to uh, give people a little bit of that, a taste of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we're even doing things, we're trying to do things, I should say, pre and post song uh, in the sort of sound space and visual space to hammer that stuff home, set a tone. Um, you know, Pete and I were just talking uh, yesterday about f- when you fly into a song, I'm hoping that it can be kind of quiet and um, intimidating and a little lonely and scary. Based on what's happening in the narrative, um, it'll all make sense. But uh, and, and when you, you know, the way I described it to James, the, the third musician who's not in the room right now, uh, a few days ago was like, I want it to be quiet, like you're walking across this abandoned, you know, terrain, and you find, a th- like, a little object that you, when you crack open, there's, like, hidden treasure inside. And that's, like, the first gem in Amplitude. Like, that you, the first drum hit that you hear, or the first synth hit, or whatever it is that, that you crack open when you blast that first gem, that should be, like, really uh, impactful and, and, and amazing. So, what we're trying what we're going to experiment with is trying to bring down a lot of the musical um elements pre-song and maybe experiment more with sound design mm-hmm. there so that the song really like pops out this is not not currently in game so I'm, i can't promise it with 100% um uh positivity but it's uh and that's what we're hoping for yeah, I liked the idea a lot too, and just like um, just kind of tying the sound to the the visual post proc that's going to be happening, and um, I think it'd be really cool. Just you know, it'll be a little different than the original amplitude, which would be nice. Yeah, well, that that's a that's a cool segue. Actually, you, uh, I don't think we've ever talked about like what. I'm not sure how much we've talked about what you are actually doing in the game. You know, and you had talked about you know the intro sequence that we've concepted and the you know we've moved from cyberspace to nano kind of nanotech like organic and mechanical uh, objects and and weird sort of physical and metaphysical spaces and stuff and it's going to be it's a little it's a little wacko but i think it's i think it's going to be pretty cool and um and so what's happening is the 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 blaster uh which is the thing that you kind of steer around and shoot music with uh, shoot the gems with in the game that is being injected into uh, a brain. Um, and these are the songs are sort of like Im- memories and experiences of music that have been um, trapped, sort of. And you're, you're using the, this nanotech to 
uh, re-expose all that and free it again. Um, and so we are currently planning on ha having a, a cool intro sequence that is sort of, I don't know, it's kind of like how the intro of Doctor Who sets the tone for what that what you're going to be seeing in that show. <laughs> um, this is going to, you know, hoping that, you know, the way you kind of go through that wormhole sort of spiral thing, which I'm sure there's a name for it in Doctor in the Doctor Who universe. <laughs> no. Nope. Yes, I just nope. did it. I did it. I, don't, I might not. I might. I should TM that. That's mine. <laughs> you people can't use that. Doctor Who. Oh, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know there's Whovians. Could be Horton Hears a Hooniverse too. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. Um, but yeah, so we're doing this cool thing that's sort of like the, the bots are entering um, a, a more like uh, abstracted space. And so we can play with that with the audio as well as the video. There's also, <laughs> there's also the concept of possibly um, using sound design in the world, too, which, you know, we might be able to get to. We're not sure. Yes. In terms of schedule. I really but, want that. Um, so, like, for instance, if an asteroid is flying by you while you're, while you're capturing a track, you might actually hear the sound of that asteroid or, or whatever. Yeah, totally. Which would be... Which will add a, a lot, I think. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of that in our music games in the past because, you know, there's always been a tendency away from that to try and keep the music as as upfront as possible. But I think that this this game um, sort of lends itself to maybe some sound design in a way that other ones didn't because you are traveling through a 3D space and um, it's not constant. Like if we did it in a rock band or Guitar Hero you would expect to hear crowd all the time, mm -hmm. you know, if, if we started doing room sounds and, uh, and stuff like that. And that would be obnoxious. But because you're moving through a 3D space, we're going to be uh, passing by objects, some of which are close, and they're not there all the time. So it's possible to help put the player in that 3D space by, by supporting it with sound. Um, we're also doing the attenuation. The tracks that you're not on are not as loud as the track that you are on, but you do navigate across all of them. So people are going to be uh, acclimated to the music already being screwed with in a pretty heavy way, right? You're muting and unmuting whole parts of the song as you're playing, and you're going to hear special uh, sound effects when you launch, you know, the, the uh, I don't know, the cleanse power-up, which mm -hmm. is the new new sort of auto-catcher, um, auto Blaster. Blaster, auto, auto snatcher. snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know how you say that. Hooniverse. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. We want to throw you for a loop during all of our meetings today. You just have to, like, punctuate everything with Hooniverse. Hooniverse. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the, the Dr. Hooniverse. Yes. Um, <laughs> TM. Ryan Lesser comes up <laughs> 2014. We'll get Andrew on it right now, our lawyer. Um, yeah, so you mentioned, well, I guess we could just quickly talk about, like, you, you are changing the names of the power-ups now to what? What are we talking about as of late? Um, I know they constantly change. Uh, well, yeah, in the spirit of... Kickstartery open development. We can talk about that. Um, I think I think we're sold on the the list that we have had for the past few weeks. Um, the last test is to do audio uh, recordings um, to for when you when the power ups are announced when you when you cap uh, capture them in game um, to see if they really hold up well, which they probably will. Uh, but 
let's see if I can do them off the top of my head. Uh, the uh, well, we talked about cleanse. They've all been turned into um, like a uh, somewhat s- medical sort. Yes, yeah, scientific medical uh, terms, things that you one can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, verby, yeah, they're verby. They're verb <laughs> verbalicious, and they're um, they're. And this, again, wraps into the narrative. So when, when people get to see that, it'll all make more sense. But cleanse is that one. You're, you know, you're cleansing that track. The old, we used to call uh, bu- the one called bumper. Uh, we, we're now calling that eject. Um, that's the one where you get to kick someone off of a track and take over that track. Or just be obnoxious, kick them off the track and just swoop right by going to some, some other track that you want. Um, we have we used to have freestyle, which we're currently calling flow. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We have uh, we had one called the Crippler, which was uh, a power up that you could throw sort of you know an electrostatic fireball thingy onto someone else's track and create a lot of chaos on their track, making it harder for them to capture. We're calling that the disrupt uh, power up now. Um, and uh, let's see, we have. Sedate, which is our new slow mo uh, or slow um, slow down uh, effect, and uh, multiply, which was the score doubler, I think it was called back then. Um, score doubler. Score, score doubler. <laughs> Bumper. What did I miss one? I feel like I missed one, but I think I might have gotten them I think all. That I think was that's it. it yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's like so. There's also this sense of this amp- the amplitude OS, like the operating system that you're using to play the game, um, and you'll you'll be confronted with that like right when you go and launch the game, and you know where these guys are trying to experiment with, does it speak and does it speak to you and maybe it's what is talking uh, to you in the game and telling you the power ups that you've acquired and stuff. So we're doing some voice uh, voiceover stuff for that and, and playing around yep. with it, right? So the current idea is that um, it's actually the OS telling you in kind of like a sophisticated robot voice um, what power-ups you've acquired, and um, there'll be you know some cool sound design that's associated with that, and also when you deploy the power-ups. But um, we actually have some pretty talented vocal talent in-house, talent, talent, uh, and so they've been really helpful in figuring out the aesthetic. TNG computer voice? Yeah. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I, I mean, it's we're not so, like, early in the future where, you know, it sounds like a robot. It sounds like a sophisticated... Yeah. my current The current date of the game narrative is 2112. <laughs> sort that one out. It's also... Uh, the B-side is Rush. Oh, yeah. What? Come on. What you blew it. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> I mean, 1999. It's in the future. 1999. 2112. Um, very cool. Yeah, the it's all coming together pretty nicely. I saw, you know, a demo the other day, and now that it's, like, starting to look like a real game, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one thing that's cool is we, this week... Pretty much um, are moving from PC to PlayStation 4 hardware, um, which, you know, some of the some of the developers have been working on the, the PS4 uh, for a little while now, you know, in order to enable the entire team to do that. So we're really transitioning now. The first artist is moving on to it. 
um, uh, today and uh, today and yesterday they were doing that. I don't know if you guys have done that at all. Mm, not that. yet. We don't um, have a PS4. <laughs> Soon. Oh yeah, we Soon. gave them all to the artists. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, someone stole mine for for something. I gotta get it back. Um, but uh, we're gonna be doing, um, you know, obviously PS3 and PS4 development. So at some point. We need want you want you want to switch to that hardware, even though the PC is actually a pretty good development platform for the PS4 in particular. Um, so we'll do some development on that, but we are moving to the PS4 hardware, which will be exciting mm-hmm. and uh, should be running at 60 frames per second HD at PSX. Yay! On the PS4. Ooh. Ooh. Oh shit! You know what? We got. Okay, this is so funny. This is like breaking the smallest news. breaking news. <laughs> My favorite feature in the entire game. The controller now rumbles to the beat and mm-hmm. changes color based on the color of the blaster that you choose. What? So yeah, we're allowing cool. people to pick whatever color, not whatever color they want, an assortment of from a, an assortment of colors. And as you flip through them, the controller light bar changes, which beige, I, <laughs> which I just love. There's a banana. That's one of the colors, <laughs> banana. I don't know if that was Colby's doing or what, but um, it's like red, blue, pink, banana. <laughs> anyway, and it's the small things, but yeah. I, I really love yeah. that. It, it, it excited me. Um, I'm hoping that we can uh, we can treat the rumble sort of like an animation controller where we can play with it in different ways for different things in the game. For example, I would like very short, sharp shocks uh, for you know, for the beat to reinforce the music for people who are maybe less musically inclined. I always felt that that helped, uh, helped folks, um, kind of find the beat, but currently it's a little soft. Roger just turned it on this week. Um, and, uh, and now it's time to tune it. So, um, we want to use it for the cleanse power up and maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe when you get, uh, disrupted, things like that. Um, but it should be fun. I love, I love the, the, PS4 controller, DualShock 4, has a lot of cool little gizmos in it. Mm-hmm. For the Crippler and Amplitude, that was always the worst for me because I just hated just, <laughs> yeah, just still trying to capture <laughs> gems while it's yeah. vibrating. Like, ah. You should yeah. just also make it flash a bunch of different colors out of control. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yes, Especially we're going to do that. If you're playing in the dark, too, it looked like a little rave in your room. That's another thing. Like For Solo, uh, I'm hoping, this isn't enabled yet, but I'm hoping that every track as you go from track to track, the controller light bar changes to be that color. So when you're playing in a darker room, like your whole room fills with the color of the track you're on. Because if you've played Amplitude or have seen the new one, you know, the drums are on red tracks and bass is on blue tracks and so on. So it would be cool to f- fill the room with that color. Like I, I always love when, when the games I've been playing recently do stuff like that. It's so fun. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, you can have a chance to try some of the things we've been talking about in December if you join us at PSX in Vegas. Um, so we'll probably have links to that in this podcast blog if that's where you found this thing um, for more information. And yeah, we'll have more updates soon. Uh, you know, we've all been pretty busy working on a number of different things, but you know, we have some updates planned for backers. Kind of going into more detail about some of this stuff and then some very secret things specifically for that group because you all earned it since you backed us and joined our, our team pretty early on, which we thank you for 
because now we all get to have jobs working on this thing. That's awesome, <laughs> which is great. Um, so yeah, uh, more updates coming soon. Uh, shout out to Ryan and Jeff and Pete for joining us. Thank you guys. You're you are awesome. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for more stuff. Bye. 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 Universe. In the Doctor Who universe. Shimmer.